Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and we've got a fun episode today. We are going to be breaking down in detail snap counts, targets, broken tackles, passer ratings, all that stuff. The offensive victory um, last week versus the Rams, 49ers win 20-7 and proved to 5-0. And man, we've got a lot of news, <laughs> and it really doesn't have a lot to do with our team. It has to do with the Rams, who I guess the 49ers beat them so bad, uh, they had to go out and make three trades in one day and if you want to get into the whole thing about you know what Jalen Ramsey is this elite level corner which I think he is um, but I'm not quite sure if I'm willing to give up two first round picks plus um, and then pay him long term everybody kept asking you know what would you do with Jalen Ramsey what would you do with Jalen Ramsey and the whole time he has been not for sale but he refused to dress <laughs> you know they, they even asked Khan the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars before they played last week and they said what do you expect out of Jalen Ramsey he says oh I, he's going to start he's going to play but he didn't dress the coaches thought he was going to dress uh, the owner thought he was going to dress and he just kind of forced his way out very similar to Antonio Brown, I know they're very, very different people, but Antonio Brown has opened up this new playbook for elite level players to just, you do whatever the hell you want to get what you want because somebody somewhere will put up with your attitude and your problems. Um, you know, it, there's been lots of beef, I guess you could say, with Jalen Ramsey and almost every team in the NFL. And whenever he went on his quarterback rant, he said lots of bad things about the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever else. So, hey. We get to see them a lot more. Uh, they send off, the Rams do, they send off their starting corner, Marcus Peters, who got an interception against us. And here's the thing, they didn't lose that game because of corner play. Uh, they lost it because of the trenches, and their linebackers were terrible. So they did get one linebacker in exchange. Um, and then they trade also for more O-line depth, Austin Corbett, who was a second-round pick out of Nevada from the Browns. So uh, lots of action over there. But hey, <laughs> state of the franchise-wise, as a 49ers fan, you You've got to look back and say, man, we beat the defending NFC championship so bad at home that they have to redo their whole roster to be competitive with us. A very knee-jerk reaction, but it's what it is. Um, so you take that and you kind of move forward. Now, if you have any questions, please throw those in the chat. But as we go through this and uh, start breaking everything down, what I wanted to do, uh, let's jump straight into the film. Here we go. So I've got a loop set up for you guys on 
Different film, uh, offensive plays only today. We're going to do defense tomorrow or on the next day, depending on whenever I can get that done. But uh, going to show you the coaches' film, so you're going to see kind of behind the end zone footage and also the all 22 on certain pass plays. And these are also going to be a lot of the plays that I will be breaking down in my 49ers film room session on YouTube. So again, if you guys are not listening to this, uh, or I guess if you're not watching this live, that's okay. Um, Still. I'm not going anywhere as far as podcast goes, but if you want to see this footage, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, those are the only ways I can get the video to you and the audio at the same time. So if if you can't see it, that's okay. Uh, but we got it there for you. So uh, if you've got questions, as always, please just mention me so I can find it. Uh, the chat and the numbers are growing, which is exactly what we want. I really do appreciate all the support. If you want to continue supporting us, just hit that like button. And as always, hit the notification bell on Twitter or YouTube or wherever so that when we do go live, you can join us because uh, the more people that are in here, the better. Now, uh, quick question. Ramsey wasn't worth it in my opinion. Their cap situation is going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be rough. You know, whenever McVay first came in to Los Angeles, the Rams, it was he traded all of his picks away for star quality players, and it worked. But they kept saying, how are they going to do this long term? Now they're going to have to start to develop through the draft. Nope. (laughs) And McVay says, screw that. I don't want to draft anyway. Uh, All we want to do is just get the top tier players, and they are going to be in salary cap hell very, very soon. Now, smart teams can financially kind of finagle things and constantly um, rework things. You know, the Eagles are probably one of the better teams with the cap and also the 49ers. So they're going to have to let some players go. They're not going to be able to sign everybody. I mean, no team in the NFL can. But if you believe the corner position to be that elite and you're giving away two first-rounders plus, you got to pay that man. If they pay that much and then let him walk, wow. that is. Uh, I, I don't think that they can do that. But that's what they did for Sammy Watkins. Uh, they paid up for Sammy Watkins, and then they just let him go. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen there. Um, let's see here. How are they going to pay Goff, Gurley, top three wide receivers, Ramsey, Tlaib, Donald? Yeah, you can't pay all of those players. My guess is um, probably one of the wide receivers will be walking. Um, they... I, That'd be my guess out of that group and probably Aqib Tlaib who's getting older and older and injured as well. So uh, that would be my guess there. Um, here we go. What is more of a need for the 49ers, guard or a center? I assume this is a 49ers question. Um, right now, I, I, I think you've got to say guard. Now, as we jump into the numbers here, I mean, that is a perfect segue. As we jump into just kind of uh, the top players and all that stuff, according to Pro Football Focus and grades, you know, I've gone through the film on offense three times through, and I can tell you this. Even whenever you're in, as you see the footage there, you're watching the end zone camera. You might, let's say the camera is behind the 49ers offense. So we can see the backs of the 49ers uh, just from the end zone perspective. You can't tell where Aaron Donald is lined up. But as you're watching those plays, it takes half of a second to figure out where the hell Aaron Donald is. And he played everywhere, both edges, both interior positions. He even did some stand-up pass rushing. Wherever he was, he was effective. 
Aaron Donald had his best game of the year, and it wasn't even close. So as we talk about these scores, uh, you know, why not? We're talking about let's start off negative. Uh, uh, it's just stay kind of with what we're talking about. The Aaron Donald effect. Everybody he lined up against, he destroyed. And you're going to figure that out pretty quick whenever we look at uh, just the offensive numbers. Now, we didn't have a lot of offensive players. Only 17 players took snaps on the offensive side of the ball um, this week. But... Worst graded player, Lakin Tomlinson with a 35. Mike P uh, Pearson, person, sorry, 37.4. Roz Dwelly, 46.6. Tevin Coleman, 48.3. And then Western Richburg, 51.3. So anybody that lined up against Aaron Donald had a rough game. And hit one of his sacks that he got was against Justin School. So uh, wherever he goes, bad things happen. He is that elite. And, you know, if you step into the Rams' mindset, it has to be, look, we're one or two players away from winning this thing, and if we don't get some positive energy now, uh, this season could get out of hand pretty quick. Uh, you know, they're three full games back now and of just their division. So yeah, they've got to come to San Francisco and play now, which I feel like we just had a home game against them, but now it's, it's going to be even more so. Uh, so really, really curious just to see uh, what that's going to be. But again, just a quick update for uh, it seems like a bunch more people just joined. You know, Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. They gave up two first-round picks and a fourth. Um, I think that was the going rate. You had to pay that much. I would not be comfortable with that. I love the 49ers defense, and we need those first-round picks for offensive line depth in the future moving forward. Now, who knows? If Justin School keeps playing the way that he is, um, you know, maybe you don't have to invest one of those picks in an offensive tackle, but um, I, I am not comfortable paying that and paying the price tag that it's going to cost. I, I hate trading and then signing to kind of new levels of pay. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to be getting a lot of money. You're talking $20 million. Um, he's going to be around that number for a cornerback position. I, I really don't think uh, it's worth it. But we'll see. He's a hell of a player. And now you're going to be playing against one of the better corners two or three times a year. That's okay. 100% screams desperation by the Rams. Three trades in one day. Goodness. Um, yeah, you take that for what you want. Now, Let's see here. Um, am I the only fan? This is from um, Thaddy, I believe. Um, am I the only fan that thinks we just need to stay put at the trade deadline? You know, trades are fun. Yeah, big reason why fantasy football is so you know, catches on is because when you make that trade, it's awesome. It's exhilarating. You get all that stuff. And whenever you see your team's made a trade, it's exciting. And so I get it. And so the casual fan, we always want to improve our roster. That's I get that. But you have to constantly step back and say, what are the strengths of this team? We haven't made a lot of personnel changes from the first two years of Kyle Shanahan. And this locker room is perfect. There's not a better locker room in the entire NFL. So if you bring somebody in, you better make sure that they are a culture fit. Now, Kyle Shanahan is one of the most loyal people um, in the NFL, probably to a fault. Because if you played for him before, he will bring you back. It's not very often that he brings in new blood. Now, we did see that with um, D Ford, with Jimmy Garoppolo. It happens. But... You want to make sure you're not going to cause a problem with what's going on um, in that locker room because right now everybody is together. If you go back and you want to see one of the coolest examples of just um, camaraderie, watch 
Richard Sherman's press conference after the Rams win. He gets up there and he just talked about his teammates nonstop. Now, I know um, Richard Sherman's done that a lot throughout his career, but the passion and just the energy that he was putting forth, like it wasn't just a show. He wasn't just doing whatever. Like he believes that. And so you've got to look at those things and say, will a trade – would that compromise that? Is that going to bring the level that we have in the locker room down? Um, and you've got to kind of weigh those things. Me, I do not like paying premium uh, draft pick uh, things for the future. I just really, really don't. Even if we're picking in the back half of the 20s, uh, those picks are very, very valuable. And you've got to constantly bring in fresh, young talent that you can develop that fits your scheme perfectly. Um I don't know. That's my own thing. What is your greatest concern regarding the 49ers going forward the next few games? Um, So, as always, I will do a full scouting report episode this weekend, Friday or Saturday. Um, Now, on paper, this game looks like cake. The Washington Redskins are not a good football team. They are a horrible run organization. They are not coached properly. Uh, They don't have a lot of talent outside of the defensive line depth. This looks like an easy win, right? But here's the issue. We cannot jump to, and I'm over here trying to hype up the fans about (laughs) mentality going into a game, but this is real. If you look at the 49ers uh, before this season, we were 0-18 when we had an early kickoff the last 18 games. We were 0-18 whenever, I'm sorry, 0-8, when traveling across two time zones, all the way and playing an early kickoff. So we do have the Washington Redskins. We are playing in Washington, and it's an early kickoff. Historically, that this is the definition of a trap game because we just had a huge win on the road against a division rival. We're in first place, and next week, um, not this week, but next week, we are playing a super hot team in the Carolina Panthers who've won four straight. It's very easy to look forward to. It's easy to overlook Washington. So if you want to know one of the things that makes teams like, you know, Bill Belichick regime and all that kind of stuff, and what makes them so consistent is they don't overlook teams like this. And so if we want to figure out just how mature and it's how we start this game. If we come out cold, that lets you know that is a a youth kind of inexperience, uh, immaturity issue. You got to be able to show up, play in and play out, game in, game out, no matter who you're playing. So do I think we're going to win this game? Heck yes, I do. Vegas thinks we're going to win. We're given 10 and a half points already on the road. So that is a lot of points. You know, looking through just real quick through the games, we have the largest spread of the entire week, and we are on the road. This, you could talk about disrespect, You could talk about different ESPN. I don't even want to say their names. I don't listen to them, but that's okay. Uh, My Twitter feed gets filled every time one of these dumbasses says something about the 49ers. That's the only reason why I know about it. But then that's okay. I don't mind those tweets. Bring them on. uh, If you want to share something with me, always tag me. I, I love the conversation and going back and forth. But here's the deal. Vegas is 100% respecting the 49ers. If you look at the Super Bowl odds that have been updated, and not saying that we're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think it shows the money and the return on investment that Vegas sees this as. We are now at 800 to 1. It's just 800 plus 800 for a bet to win the Super Bowl for the 49ers. If you look back at where we started, 
4,500. So it's continued to shoot down. We're the fourth most favorited team to win the Super Bowl now, um, just after six weeks. So we have the largest spread of the week on the road. Uh, Everybody is respecting us as far as the larger kind of corporations and money goes in the betting world. So you know, I'm going to be talking a lot more about this. And again, uh, have to just thank our sponsor, mybookie.ag. It is my favorite betting site because you can get as detailed and in-depth as possible. Now, um, I am staying away from the 10 and a half points um, that, that we're going to have some bets later on. It's a 42 over under. So they are really worried about this Niners defense just shutting down the Washington Redskins and probably rightfully so after we still have not allowed 20 points uh, to an opposing team, but um, there's going to be some prop bets that are coming out. I've sent some of those over to my bookie, and so they're going to process those, and once those are up on the site, I am going to be highlighting which ones I want us to hit, but um, if you haven't already, head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers if you do. Uh, They double your initial deposit, and they're a super safe site. Um, You can bet on literally everything from um, Canadian football to presidential election stuff to Austin rules football cycling international i mean you can bet on religion (laughs) there's different you can bet on the upcoming pope i'm not joking uh you can bet through bitcoin they have live casino they have everything so whether you are wanting to do sports betting or whatever use promo code 49ers they'll double your initial deposit and that helps the podcast out a lot so we will have some betting um, spectacular stuff later on. We're doing great uh, for the year, actually. Uh, we are making some money, so hopefully you guys are enjoying that with us. Real quick, do you think Staley or McGlinchey can contain Aaron Donald better for the next Rams game? Yes, 100%. Staley and McGlinchey are ha- hands down better than anybody that played on the offensive line on either side. Um, even better than Andrew Whitworth, who he had a great game against Nick Bosa, but uh, Staley and McGlinchey are their elite level tackles. Now, McGlinchey's had a couple of bad snaps, but even in the games that he's given up a sack, he's had one or two bad plays. Um, he, yeah, it's going to be much better. So our offensive line is actually going to get better, um, obviously, assuming they don't get injured and they get healthy. And we've got some good news on Staley. Um He's doing some light running, and they're thinking that he'll be back by Halloween, which would be the Arizona game, which would be wonderful. Um, It'd be great to get him back as soon as possible. But you've got to give props to uh, School and Brunskill. They they had a great game. They had a great game. Um, Again, another question. How can the Rams afford all these super uh, high-priced players? They can't. Um, It's going to cost them big time eventually. And so right now they're just literally juggling, trying to manage all of these really high Ross uh, rosters but Jalen Ramsey is going to be the big one if you go back to whenever he arrived at training camp he he arrived in a Brinks truck because he's going to make whoever signs him pay up for him um, so take that for what you want um, all right let's see here any other questions real quick before we jump back into the rankings um, match Shanahan versus Snyder there will be no let down this week yeah I really do think that uh, Dan Snyder is one of the worst, not only humans, but uh, personnel people, uh, GMs. And it, it's ridiculous. You look at his record. I think they have one playoff win um, in his entire tenure. That's it. It's Cowboys bad. Um, 
And not to mention what happened with Trent uh, Williams, one of the best left tackles that just refuses to play for this guy because uh, he's just dishonest and untrustworthy and doesn't care about his players whatsoever. So uh, I, I do agree with you there. Uh, Shanahan is definition of a player's coach, and you have John Lynch, who's a player's GM that everybody really likes and respects. So you have these two organizations playing this week that could not be more uh, opposed to each other from uh, whether they're firing their coaches, the GM, all these different things, and they have no clue who their quarterback is. I mean, Dan Snyder drafted um, Dwayne Haskins, and the coaches didn't want him. <laughs> they didn't want him. And so they fired one coach um, who is actually pretty good at working with quarterbacks. He's not a great play caller, but he's actually got a pretty good track record working with young quarterbacks. They fired that guy. And then they bring in Callahan, who, eh, whatever, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but they have no clue who their quarterback is going to be moving forward. Is it going to be Colt McCoy? Um, is it going to be Dwayne Haskins? Is it going to be Case Keenum? They don't really know. Um, none of them are a great fit for that system. And yeah, it's just a bad team. It's a really, really bad team. They have some young talent, but as a team, they are in shambles. So um, anyway, was the lack of yards per carry due to Kyle Juszczyk and the tackles both being out? Um, not necessarily. Um, they kind of loaded up. It's really... Watching the film, and again, if you if you can see the the wide angles here that are showing up on the footage here, they played a covers drop, and they kept six to seven guys in the box. And so what they wanted to do was, basically the philosophy seemed to be this for Wade Phillips. We're going to play a, a plug gap up front to stop the run, and we're not going to let anything get behind us. So the only way the 49ers were going to win this game offensively was a lot of dink and dunk passes, which is stupid because if Jimmy Garoppolo, his best play, his best throw is the over-under. And what I mean by that for is you have your soft kind of linebackers on the underneath, and then you have your safeties behind. His best throw is getting the ball just over that first kind of shell linebacker coverage and in front of the safety. And again, as you watch those highlights that are coming up, you're going to see it over and over and over again. And on top of that, you have one of the best um, over-under or soft spot zone receivers in George Kittle. And so it was really interesting, but they did stop the run as far as yards per carry. Obviously, Juszczyk's going to help out a lot, and the tackles are, but it seemed like the 49ers were okay with that. Uh, you know, my key to the game, the one stat that I said, if we hit this number, we're going to win, was 40 rush attempts. And at halftime, we were way off on that. We didn't rush the ball that much in the first half, but once we got our lead and our defense kept just leaning, 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 all we did was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, convert third down, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, convert fourth down. Um, and so that second half flew by because they just kept running and pounding the ball. First half, not so much. It was a lot more passing involved. But then once we got that lead, we literally just leaned, leaned. It's almost like um, playing poker with somebody with a big stack. Uh, they were just bullying them over and over and over again, just forcing people out on blinds. And You've got to love it whenever you have a team that's playing complementary style football and understanding game situations. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan and the whole twenty-eight to three whatever um, thing that happened in the Super Bowl. I said this whenever it happened. 
probably the best thing that could have happened with 49ers fans is Kyle Shanahan learned this crazy, valuable lesson at the Atlanta Falcons' expense. Um, now, I was rooting for the Falcons. I still wish they would have won that game. I'm not a Patriots fan at all. But he learned how to what not to do, essentially. And you always want to kind of have your foot on the throat of the defense. But at the same time, you've got to do it in a way that doesn't jeopardize your team winning. And, you know, we had that fumble off the sack. You know, that was literally the only thing that could have got them back in the game, the Rams. And that took place, but our defense answered the call. So these teams are supporting each other. And as long as that continues, that's going to be great. Now, another conversation I've had on Twitter as well. Teams that are 5-0 and have a 91% chance of making the playoffs, which is wonderful. Uh, that is crazy. The 49ers haven't been 5-0 since 1990, whenever they went 10-0 and to start the season. Now, um, as Twitter loves to do, uh, they have a great <laughs> recollection of what happened. Kyle Shanahan was one of those 9% of teams that did not make the playoffs with the Atlanta Falcons. He went 5-0, and and they still missed the playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, that is true, uh, but you've kind of got to take these things in stride. Um, just because we're 91% likely to make the playoffs now, historically, from the NFL odds, that doesn't mean we're going to make the playoffs. And it's, it's not even – that's not why I'm throwing that out there. It's just to constantly put this team in perspective – historically with how great they're playing. Um, they're playing as well as 91% of teams that make the playoffs, uh, which is a great thing. Um, so anyway, now let's jump back over to our grades. Let's talk about the good. No surprise who our number one rated offensive player was, George Kittle, 84.6 grade. He has been the number one ranked 49er, according to Pro Football Focus, in three out of five games, and he has been in the top four all five games. Not to mention, he still is the number one overall player in the entire NFL across all positions. George Kittle needs to be considered in the MVP race. I really do believe that. Um his stats aren't the best uh, receiving stats that he's had. Um, he did much better last year for sure, but uh, pay no mind to that. This guy's the most important player on this team. The most important player. For the longest time, it was DeForest Buckner, and then it was like, oh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. No, I'm telling you right now, George Kittle is the most important player on this team. He is the most valuable player on this team, and you can make the argument, he's the most valuable player in the NFL. Uh, he is special because he impacts the run game, he impacts the pass game, the morale of all their players, and just his constant refusing to go down. He breaks so many tackles. He's unbelievable. George Kittle is the man. Um, it's funny. My oldest son said, I he's the biggest Frank Gore fan ever. That's always been his favorite player. And he said, he, he said at the game on Sunday, he's like, man, George Kittle might be my favorite 49er ever. Now he's, he's 16, he's young, whatever, but he loves some George Kittle. And I'm just like, heck yeah, <laughs> I want to get you another jersey. Um, Matt Breida was the second overall uh, highest score, 76.0. Matt Breida played wonderful, but only got 27 snaps. Um, you know, if we look at Tevin Coleman, got 43 snaps. So you're seeing this almost a two-to-one snap differential there. Now, the carries didn't play out that way, but part of me says, man, they're putting Matt Breida just on a touch limit. I really do believe they're doing that, which bothers me. I, I want more Breida, 
But if he stays healthy, I'm happy. He is by far, and it is not close, the best running back. Uh, what he does on such a limited snap count, he graded posit- he graded higher in every single category over Tevin Coleman. He had a better pass uh, protection uh, rate. He had a better uh, run blocking rate. He had better receiving rate. He had a better rushing rate. He had a better everything across the board, and this is three weeks in a row. Matt, and I'm not trying to dog Tevin Coleman. Um, I like Tevin Coleman a lot. I think that he provides a lot, but I do not think that he is even in the same ballpark as Matt Breida. Matt Breida, I think, is a top 10 running back in the entire NFL, possibly higher. Um, Anyway, number three, Daniel Brunskill, what's up, man? 75.1, are you kidding me? Our right tackle fill-in, he comes out and just does wonderful. He had an 82.2 grade pass block, which is the highest of the team. He played wonderful. Um, He played wonderful. Dante Pettis had another great game, led the wide receivers in snaps by a considerable margin. He got 55 of the 77 snaps. Um... Next close was Marquise Goodwin, 47. And then the snaps kind of dropped off after that, really. Um, Debo Samuel, he got 47. Marquise Goodwin, 47. And then, man, we look at the bottom of this, uh, just total snap-wise. Richie James only got four. Um, Kendrick Bourne got 22 snaps. So you can kind of see this pattern continue. Richie James is going to be a special teamer only. And whenever he does get in the game, it's going to be on long, extended drives to give guys a break. Um, so take that for what you want. And Levine Toilolo came in huge, 67.9. So that's our top five there. Now, there are a couple of more things that I wanted to jump in. Um, just talk kind of pressures real quick. They really didn't get to us too often. Um, we had we gave up two sacks and four quarterback hits with 20 combined pressures. But that's really not too bad. If your quarterback's only getting hit you know, four times with two sacks against Aaron Donald and <laughs> you're missing three of your best protectors, that's a hell of a job. Uh, so one sack was against school. One was against person, which, uh, man... They, Aaron Donald just destroyed him. Now, the quarterback hits, again, both two allowed by person, and school gave up one, and Richburg gave up one. So you kind of take that for what you want, but you've got to give this offensive line just a hell of a job. They are playing wonderful. And again, I, I talked a little bit schematically, and again, pay attention to the videos on there. We only attempted one deep pass that traveled more than 20 yards, and that was the flea flicker. Now, that was just an awful throw and an awful catch. Uh, It should have been a touchdown, should have walked in for Marquise Goodwin on that one. But that was the only play that we threw the ball more than 20 yards. And the main reason why is, again, going back to the scheme, they did a deep four uh, quarters where basically quarters means you divide the deep section of the field into four sections quarters 25 percent and so both your corners drop and your safeties drop as well and you're going to keep everything in front of you you're not going to allow a deep pass but because of that that opened up the middle of the field so just the very middle of the field between the numbers from the line of scrimmage to 20 yards so that kind of gap right there in the middle we were 10 for 11 passing 10 for 11 passing. Um, That was the sweet spot. Over the linebacker's head, in front of the safeties dropping, and they just kept hitting that all day. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo played 
pretty well under pressure. He finished 7 of 10, but he did throw his interception. Um, so the completion percentage was wonderful, but that interception was huge. Whenever Jimmy Garoppolo was not pressured, uh, he went 17 for 23, 150 yards. Now, and again, statistically, this wasn't the most fun game. It just really wasn't even close to it, but it didn't have to be because, again, as our old coach would say, you play to win the game. That's <laughs> um, what it is, and you want winners, and that's what we did. We were able to achieve this, and it was through, one, imposing your will defensively. Again, you can go back and talk about how the Rams were 0 for 9 on third downs. They were 0 for 4 on fourth downs. We kept getting all of our third downs uh, and fourth down. We finished right at 50% on the game, which is what you want. Now you, that 50% metric is huge. So the fact they were at zero and we were at 50, that's gigantic. And you look at the plays on fourth down. Jimmy Garoppolo, one, he got the one-yard rush uh, to get the touchdown, and then he also had the zone read keep on fourth and one in the middle of the field, which, good Lord, um, there is no way in hell they saw that play coming. <laughs> How do you prepare for that? Um, let's see here. Back to questions real quick from the Geek Freak. The last time we played the Skins on the road, we made it to the NFC title game. This game signs or this game sounds like a good omen. I, I love the historical analysis there. I love that kind of stuff. Um, man, I am. I'm probably more worried than most. I, I really am. The fact that I, I don't know. I, this game just spells trap game to me. I, I do think that we're going to win. I just, the first quarter kind of <laughs> worries me just a little bit. So very curious to see what's going to happen. Uh, why don't we use Dante Pettis rather than Richie James Jr. as kickoff punt returner? Yeah, I, I personally, I've been barking up that tree for a long time. But Richie James, he did much better this game, I guess. Um, he didn't have any huge errors. But I would prefer to have him there as well. I really would. We did have that one play by DJ Reed where he the punt hit him. <laughs> the Rams got it, and they benched him immediately. There was a penalty on the play, so they had to re-kick it. But uh, he didn't go back out there, uh, which was interesting to say the least. Man, I, we got pretty lucky on that one. So... Um, real quick, uh, the ball was in his hands. He should have caught that one regardless. You're talking about the flea flicker. Yes, uh, it was a bad pass. It was way behind him. He had to stop. He had a linebacker on a wheel route, basically. Um, and the linebacker, man, if you, you watch that play, he did a hell of a job playing out of phase and just sprinting as fast as he can just to try to get there in time, and he timed it perfectly. But if that pass was on point, there shouldn't have been anybody 10 yards from him. And so he had to slow down. Yes, it hit him in both hands. He should have caught it, but that was a bad pass. That was a bad catch. That's on both of those players. And man, what an awesome executed play, though. Um, I gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, John, can you give a shout out to Andrew Dowd? Uh, what's up, Auckland, New Zealand? That is awesome. Uh, appreciate the support from abroad. It was pretty cool, you know, the tailgating session that took place in LA was wonderful. I met people from several different continents that came out and they pick one game a year to come out. It was awesome. Uh, a couple people from uh, London, um, a gentleman from Ireland. It, it's awesome. We have, you know, Andrew here from New Zealand, one of our writers over on Niners Rush. He's from England as well. And so it's pretty, pretty cool to uh, expand. The Niners fan base is the best. I don't care what anybody says, and I know I'm biased. It's the best. It's the best. I grew up in Dallas Cowboys country. That's a whole nother thing. It, it's not even comparable, but 
the faithful is the faithful. And you've got to love what's going on with the 49ers. And again, we've got a lot of new fans. That's great. Bring it on. We want you here. But if you come, you got to stay. Um, new fans got to start somewhere. And when we're playing football as well as we have been, You've got to be really, really happy with what's going on. So uh, just want to say thanks for everything. And, again, we will be back with you guys a defensive episode um, in the next day or two. And also pay attention to my YouTube channel uh, page because I want to be doing one of my film breakdowns, which takes a long time, and I can't really do it live because it's so much editing back and forth. So if you want to see the 49ers film room where I break down um, the offensive plays and the defensive plays, make sure you head over to the YouTube channel. Just type in John Chapman. It'll filter there, um, it just filter for channels, and it'll pull up. So um, anyway, really appreciate all the support. Again, make sure you hit the like button, and wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever, please rate and review the show. Helps us out tremendously. And as always, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers. That's going to do it for us. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.